Welcome in to Outkick the Show debate reaction edition. Oh my goodness, what a uh, tempestuous, what a tumultuous, what a uh, wild, crazy, zany, absurd, farcical, every basic analogy, every basic adjective that you can think of. It was a brouhaha of the highest magnitude. What did we learn? What did I think of the overall process? I didn't read hardly any reaction from anybody else. I didn't speak hardly to anyone else during the course of this debate. All I did was take notes. This is my notepad, my yellow legal notepad, sitting down in front of the television, uh, writing down everything. What I would say as the overall narrative arc here, Donald Trump dominated the stage. He is still the story. I don't know if that is good or bad. And what I mean by that is this election is not about Joe Biden. It's about Donald Trump. And I think Trump made a tactical decision to dominate the stage tonight and try to throw Joe Biden on the defensive. And I think he succeeded in that. I think he went after Chris Wallace, the moderator. I think what most people are going to leave this debate thinking about is the contentious nature of it. Did it change anybody's mind? I don't know. I don't have a strong sense that people are going to change their minds. Trump dominated, but I'm not sure that was the ideal scenario for him. I'm also not sure where the expectations lie here because I do believe that Joe Biden actually appeared on some level competent. And is this a scenario where they built Biden so low the expectations that if he showed up and he basically didn't collapse halfway through it, that he feels like he won. We've seen this before. Sarah Palin was so denigrated in the vice presidential debate going in against Joe Biden that all she had to do was basically show up and people were like, oh, it wasn't that bad. And the same thing was previously true. If you remember with George W. Bush, the first time he went against Al Gore, the talk was, okay, all he has to do, George W. Bush, is not get destroyed And it feels like he actually was competent. So I think the floor was so low for Biden that he didn't fall beneath the floor, the expectation game there. All right? Now, big statements. I didn't think Trump followed up on what I thought was, I I broke it down by topic, right? So I'm going to start with the Supreme Court, the, the segmentation, the way it was designed. The biggest and most significant part of the opening discussion ultimately came down to the question of when Chris Wallace directly asked Joe Biden, would you be in favor of adding to the court and removing the filibuster? Joe Biden refused to answer. That was, to me, the most important part of the early debate stanza, and I didn't think Donald Trump followed up and pointed out how significant that is. Biden is saying that he doesn't support filling the Supreme Court seat right now with Amy Coney Barrett. Trump has said that he does. 
But on the Supreme Court itself, the biggest issue going forward is would Joe Biden as president support a democratic effort to add uh, Supreme Court justices? That is something that is wildly unpopular with the American public. He didn't take a stand. That was a huge opening and remains a huge opening. He also refused to answer about what he believed about the filibuster. Well, if you want me to vote for you, Joe Biden, you need to tell me what you are planning when it comes to the Supreme Court. Are you going to add two or four justices? Are you going to eliminate the filibuster if the Democrats win the Senate? Those are big issues that Joe Biden is intimately familiar with. He was the former Senate Judiciary Committee chair. He didn't answer that question. He shouldn't be able to dodge that question. Whatever he actually believes in there, he should have to answer it. And he didn't. And I thought Trump could have followed up up there aggressively and made a big deal about that failure to answer, and he didn't do it. I thought that was the first big opening. On COVID, Donald Trump is arguing, I think, essentially, that any shutdown going forward is the wrong decision. Joe Biden seems to be in favor of shutdowns, still. In particular, Biden is playing on people's emotions. He thinks he's going to win the election on the COVID issue. That's why so often when speaking about COVID in, the, in, 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 in like the essence of the COVID outbreak, he didn't look at Donald Trump at all. He looked directly into the American public living room and is trying to play up fear there. Now, that's his strategy. What's interesting is everybody's like, oh, Donald Trump has all these racist supporters. If Biden wins, do you know who is going to vote for Biden and flip this election? Old people who are afraid of COVID. That's how this election will be won for Joe Biden. Theoretically, old white people are the most racist people in America. The irony here is if Joe Biden wins the election, he is flipping that back onto his favor. So that is a significant issue. Joe Biden lost his temper early and said, and I wrote it down, will you shut up, man? All right, Biden is supposed to be presidential. He didn't necessarily uh, hold himself to a presidential standard. He said Trump was the worst president of all time, which is saying something. We've had some doozies. I don't think Trump is the worst president ever. He said that Trump was a liar. He said that Trump was a racist. He said that Trump uh, was uh, a con man. All these other different insults. Trump, to be fair, said that Joe Biden was not smart at all. Uh, And I think early on, Trump's interruptions were a tactical debate strategy designed to throw Joe Biden off his game. I also think this. Biden gets in trouble with numbers. I don't know why he goes back to numbers over and over and over again because he frequently misstates them or mangles them in his elocution. He doesn't need to have those numbers ready at hand because he so often misspeaks using them. On the economy, I thought that Trump's best argument was open the states up. That's the best argument he made all all night, that he wants to open the states up and that it's political that the states are not being opened up. He made a direct bid for the Midwest by saying Pennsylvania and Michigan should be opened up. He made a direct bid for the Big Ten by saying that he got Big Ten football back. I thought for a minute, I'm going to be honest with you, that I was going to maybe get a shout out. 
as one of the people who had helped to make the Big Ten possible. A bunch of you, my Twitter feed blew up. I saw all the notifications come pouring in when the Big Ten uh, discussion happened. A bunch of you were also pointing out that Biden called Trump a clown as well. Uh, But I think that is the president's strongest argument because it ties in with the economy. If I were advising the president, I would say, hey, when you talk about COVID, you need to shift the conversation to the economy because the American public trusts you on the economy. They don't necessarily trust you on health care. So if you can pivot COVID questions into how do you turn that V-shaped recovery back up, how do you get people back to work and say that we have overcome COVID, I think that's the best pivot point for the president there. Uh, Also, Trump had a plan line that I thought was pretty good. He said he'd done more in 47 months than Joe Biden did in 47 years. That's an example of a line that's seated in there that he was waiting to drop. Uh, Then we got into huge arguments about Biden's son, Hunter. And I do think it's interesting that Trump's entire family was present there. Where is Hunter Biden? Why is the Biden campaign not having Biden supported by his family? The only person that was there, I believe, was Jill Biden for the vice president. Every one of Trump's sons and daughters were there present in the crowd. Uh, I thought that was an interesting message that was being spent. On race, they keep repeating the very fine people line. And I'm going to have to go track it down again. That's not accurate. Trump didn't say that white supremacists were very fine people. He specifically condemned them in the Charlottesville incident. He said there were very fine people who believe that we should not tear down statues. And there are many very fine people who do not believe that we should tear down statues in America. There are also people who are fine that believe that we should tear down statues in America. That is an incontrovertible fact. And Chris Wallace should be ashamed of himself for whoever researched that issue for him and allowed him to continue to propagate a falsehood as a moderator in debate who's not supposed to be giving opinion. He's supposed to be calling balls and strikes. Uh, Biden on police said that he was not in favor of defunding the police, all right? This should end the defund the police argument. No one with a, with a functional brain is in favor of defunding police. But I thought the president scored some substantial points punching back against Joe Biden when he said, name one police force that has endorsed you. Just one. If you don't have the support of any law enforcement in the country, Why are you going to be able to stop the protesting and the rioting? And I actually thought that this was another part of the debate that was interesting. Chris Wallace asked the vice president, why haven't you called all these cities that are Democratic run and tried to help in the violence? And Biden said specifically, I'm a former vice president. That's not my job. Why aren't you, no matter who you are, trying to make America better instead of standing on the sideline allowing the rioting and the looting to actually happen. Whether you're the president, the vice president, the former vice president, a senator, a congressman, look, I'm just a dude with a radio show and every day I try to help as much as I possibly can to make things better. If I could call the mayor of Portland, if I could call the mayor of Seattle and I had some ability to make there be less rioting and protesting in the country, I would do everything in my power for that to occur. The protests need to end. Joe Biden said Antifa isn't real. 
That's lunacy. Antifa is 100% real. They are driving very many of the protests. Now, I think the president should have directly said, I condemn all violence from all people. We need law and order. Whether they're motivated by left-wing ideology or right-wing ideology, I would call upon all Americans to not break the law. And by the way, if you do break the law, I believe you should get the full weight of justice brought down upon you. That is what law and order in this country means. Uh, I thought that Trump's attacks, I'm not sure how they're going to play, right? Because then Joe Biden tried to pivot the argument to making a play for military veterans and he tried to reference Bo Biden, his son who has died, and he opened up his sons as a line of attack. I thought that was a really bad strategic move by Joe Biden that backfired on him because Trump came off the top rope and said, oh, are you talking about Bo or are you talking about Hunter who was kicked out of the military dishonorably discharged because he was using drugs? That's a big hit. I don't know how it plays with the general public. I don't know how it plays with undecided voters, but it brought the Biden family directly into the discussion and Donald Trump, I thought, delivered an absolute haymaker on Joe Biden right there. Now, I'm a dad. There are a lot of moms watching. I think a lot of people out there don't want children to come into the fire of a political debate. I don't know how attacking families plays in general. Just, I don't. I know that Republicans who don't like Joe Biden like it. I know that Democrats who like Joe Biden don't like it. But I'm not sure how that motivates the base at all in any way, in any uh, possibility. I thought that it was interesting when he got criticized for having rallies. Trump said the reason Joe Biden doesn't have rallies is because nobody wants to go watch him. Uh, I, I thought that was, uh, was pretty interesting. Um, but again, I thought, to me, the most significant opening here for Donald Trump was early in the debate when it came to whether or not Joe Biden would support packing the Supreme Court, adding more justices, and removing the filibuster in the Senate, he shouldn't be able to not give an opinion there. He said, oh, I don't want to give an opinion on that because it distracts from the issue. Excuse me? You're the President of the United States. You have to tell us what you think about packing the court because if you win, it's likely the Democrats win the Senate too and they are going to demand that you add more justices, okay? That's the very essence of what their demand is going to be. So I believe that everybody out there deserves an answer to that question. I thought the president could have followed up in an aggressive way on that particular issue. Uh, and this was a, uh, a total mess, right? In terms of scoring points, I don't even know how you would score it. It was like a boxing match where everybody kept throwing blows below the belt. If you've ever watched a boxing match where the referee has to keep stopping it and lecture the guys like, hey, if you punch after the bell, eventually I'm going to take a point away. If you punch below the waist, eventually I'm going to take a point away. It was like Chris Wallace was constantly lecturing and that's why I said my number one takeaway here is Trump is still the story. Trump came into this debate as the story he left still as the story. Is that good for Donald Trump? I don't know. I don't know how that's going to play in Pennsylvania, in Wisconsin, 
in Michigan where ultimately people are going to make a choice. Joe Biden right now is basically gambling on the fact that people are tired of the Donald Trump reality show. Joe Biden is really not running a campaign predicated on his own opinion. He is trying to run a campaign as the anti-Trump. Is the Donald Trump reality show going to be canceled? That is the question that is out there. And that is the ultimate referendum for the American people. There may be a lot of people who just say, you know what, I'm tired of all the stories. I'm tired of all the drama. I'm tired of Twitter constantly there being some new shenanigan going on. I'm ready for just some form of normalcy. Joe Biden is not going to be a two-term president. He's not really deciding anything. He's a one-term president. In 2024, we're going to have a real battle with a lot of different people involved. But Joe Biden's campaign right now is, I am not Donald Trump. And Donald Trump's campaign is, I am Donald Trump and I'm the only person that can stop you from being taken over by the far left wing in this country. Which is more compelling in the Midwest? Because we know what's going to be more compelling in the South. We know what's going to be more compelling in California. We know what's going to be more compelling in New York. But what are the people of Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Minnesota, where this election is going to be decided, what are they actually thinking here? I don't know the answer. And that's why I would score this as basically a draw. You want to know, if you want to go with the boxing analogy, I would say when you go to the scorecards, people are going to basically settle this as a draw. If you came in loving Joe Biden, you hate Donald Trump even more than you did before. I should take that back. If you came in hating Donald Trump, you hate him even more than you did before this debate. If you came in loving Donald Trump, you love him even more after this debate. Because a big reason why Republicans like Trump is because he'll fight. And that is what he was on the stage tonight. He was the supreme pugilist. He dominated the discourse. A lot of Republicans are tired of people that are likable and look pretty like Mitt Romney but won't get their hands dirty and roll around in the mud and actually get involved in a dirty fight. They got the country club Republicans for a long time who were really, really easygoing and didn't actually want to get dirty. Trump is a mudder, right? He wants to get in the mud and he wants to make it messy and I just don't know how that plays, right? I just don't know how that plays in the Midwest. All right, everybody commenting right now on both Facebook and on Twitter, I'm asking you to stop, all right? I'm asking you to stop right now. No comments. I don't know if we can pull it off, but no comments. If you were objectively watching this and you had a scorecard, who would you score it for if this were a boxing match and you had to name a winner? Would you name Trump the winner or would you name Biden the the winner? Everybody weigh in right now in the comments on both Facebook, on both Twitter, and on YouTube. Weigh in and all give me your opinion who actually won this debate because it's going to scroll by in a hurry and I want to see everybody what your actual takes are. All right, I appreciate you guys. 
Uh, I would tell you to vote for Travis and Whitlock by going and signing up for the OutKick VIP. What we are trying to do right now is give everybody the most honest sports news and opinion that you can find anywhere in the country. It's what we try to do every single morning on the radio show. It's what we try to do every single day everywhere. And so I appreciate all of you. Go to OutKick.com. You can read everything that Jason Whitlock had to say. I got to go to bed because I'll be back up at 6 a.m. doing my radio program. We'll do this after every one of the debates. I'm not sure that I'll do it after the vice presidential debate next week. We'll think about it. But I appreciate all of you for coming and hanging out and consuming our content. If you love me, if you love Jason Whitlock, go sign up for the OutKick VIP today at OutKick.com. Com. All right. Thank you. DBAP unless you need to SBAP. I'll see you guys all tomorrow morning early. 6 a.m. on the East Coast. 3 a.m. on the West Coast. 300 a.m. FM stations. 50 different states. I appreciate all of you and I thank you for consuming our content. I am Clay Travis and this has been Outkick the Show. The reaction to the first Trump-Biden debate. I'll see you guys.